Hi, Jax. Hey, Jax. Hello, Jax. Hey, Jax, I have a question for you. And I'm just wondering about... I wanted to ask you about... Uh, I have a question for you. I have a question about the history of porn. Hi, Thorny fam. Jax here. Welcome to this week's Thorny Issues, a shame-free female-led podcast answering uncomfortable questions about sex and intimacy that we all have but can be too nervous to ask for fear of being judged. Have no fear. This is a non-judgmental, inclusive, shame-free space. I am here for you. I am here to create a safe, comfortable, cozy space where you can share your deepest, darkest secrets, your scariest questions, and I'm going to answer them for you. I'm not going to judge you, I promise. This is the last show before Christmas, which is amazing. There will be one more in 2023, but uh, I'm secretly very proud of myself for getting these out there and really grateful for all of you who listen. Each week, I get a few more listens than the week before, which means I feel I'm doing something right. Someone out there is enjoying this. Maybe I've given some useful advice to some of you. Maybe I've just got you thinking about things in your relationship. Whatever it is, I am so very, very grateful for you. And speaking of Christmas and the holidays, I just wanted to throw out a little bit more advice because why wouldn't I? To those of you who are maybe bringing your partners home for the first time, I've been writing an article about how to keep your relationship strong and merry and bright through the festive season. And one piece I kept coming back to was how different family dynamics are unique and how as a partner coming into your honey's home for the first time at the festive season can be incredibly overwhelming. Even if you've met their family before, for some reason, the stakes are so much higher at Christmas. So I just had a couple of bits of advice for if this is you, because holidays can be filled with festive emotional traps where the Hallmark propaganda has told us that everything has to be perfect. And this is the most romantic time of the year. And you know what? That can make things really difficult. And the biggest piece of advice I have for you is to prepare your partner in advance. Before you get to wherever you're going for the holidays, give them a heads up. How does the actual day work? Do you all come down to breakfast in pyjamas? Is Christmas breakfast a big thing? Does your partner need to be up and at him for that? How do gifts work? Are your family going to be buying your partner gifts? If so, approximately how much money do you think they're going to be spending? Just setting someone up for success will make the day so much better. Do you have a painfully racist uncle that you just want to prepare them for? Let them know how the day is going to shake up what the personalities are like, and also let them know the parts of the day that are most important to you. A whole 24 hours of Christmas is a lot. There's always rich food, lots of alcohol, and weird dynamics. So it's already quite a lot of pressure. But tell them the important bits, and then that gives them space to take a break when they need to take a break, to recharge and to show up at their best. The things that might seem super obvious for you might seem very foreign to your partner. So just let them know the plan. Probably it will all be fine. But just in case, give them a heads up. 
Do you all dress smartly for dinner? Or is it Christmas hats and ugly sweaters? Stuff like that so they know what to pack and they can feel part of it rather than sort of ostracized or othered. And remember your partner's doing a huge thing by showing up for you and your family at Christmas. They are making a commitment to you at that point. They love you. They're coming into the trenches with you. Remember that. And remember that if maybe they say something a little bit wrong or miss the vibe slightly, be on their side. You're a team it's you guys against the family. It hopefully isn't you guys against the family. Hopefully you're all work together being, I was going to say the Canucks right now who are absolutely fucking killing it, which is wonderful. But you're working together. Everything is going well. But if it isn't, be on your partner's side. Emotions will be high. Sleep will be lacking. Alcohol will be flowing. Remember that they love you and they're there for you. As you can hear, my voice is not quite 100% back from the strep. So... We do have two questions for you this week, but I will do my best to be succinct so that there's not a lot of coughing and growling. I was told the other day that it sounds remarkably sexy, but I've got to tell you, it's very painful. So I'd rather sound a little less sexy and a lot happier. But it is what it is. And I love chatting with you every week. If you are enjoying the show, as always, I would love you to share it with someone. That would be the perfect Christmas present for me, for you to share this show with just one person, someone you think might enjoy it, someone who might have some questions for me, pass the pod. It would make me really happy. And also, if you have any questions, if something comes up over the holiday period, if you're in a situation where you're like, oh, maybe Jax will have an opinion on this, send me a question. You know what to do. Go to the website thornyissues.ca, hit the submit a question button and send it in. I want to hear from you. You know that. I always want to hear from you. And follow the show on Instagram at Thorny Issues and enjoy it this week. I hope your next week is merry and bright and filled with love and joy. If it isn't, if the holidays are a hard time for you, please know you've got someone here who cares about you. It's not always roses. It's not always easy. You will get through this. You are very loved. Okay, on with the questions. Hey, Jax. I'm a poly guy in my mid-40s. Over the summer, my anchor partner of five years cheated on me, and we split up. I've always felt that I work best in a partnership, so I found that being single again was really daunting. Uh, really, really difficult. Earlier in the fall, though, I met someone online who is also poly, but we decided to date monogamously for three months to set up some great foundations for the future, we felt. But now we're getting close to the period where we decided to open things up and going back to a more poly lifestyle. She is so excited, and I really love seeing that from her. However, I'm noticing that I'm less keen to open up again. I'm finding this is a really uncomfortable feeling as I have defined myself as poly since like my mid-twenties, and I'm not sure if I want to give up this warm, safe bubble we have created for ourselves. But I don't want to tell her as she is overflowing with excitement to take this to the next level, to take this step together. Would you say anything? I don't want to lose her and be alone again. I really don't see myself as a monogamous guy, but I am scared of my jealousy in a way that I've never been before. What are your thoughts? Thanks. Thank you so much for your question. And I'm going to start by saying I am so, so sorry 
that your partner cheated on you. Being cheated on fucking sucks. There's no other way around that. And being cheated on in a polyamorous relationship kind of sucks even more. I've talked about this before on the show, but I was once cheated on in an open relationship and it was so painful, not because of the sex, because I knew he was having sex with other people. It was the lying and the breaking of the trust and me spending a long time trying to work out how that happened when in any version of a consensual non-monogamous relationship, you are open and honest and allowing someone to do this thing. So that betrayal and that damage that can come from that is incredibly painful. So I really feel for you and I am so sorry that you're going through that. As an aside, just for my listeners who may not know some of the terminology that you used, you used the term anchor partner, which is a common term in poly relationships or any version of a non-hierarchical relationship to talk about somebody's primary partner. So it means it's the person who provides you stability, support, a sense of security in your life. They are the stable rock or anchor that you lean on. They're normally very much your primary partner before you then potentially add other figures. Now, every poly relationship and every ethical non-monogamous relationship or open or whichever words that we're choosing to use for how you define your relationship seem to work differently. And the joys of that are that you get to set your own rules, but also it means you have to communicate these rules with your partner or partners. Your feelings are very valid and it is totally okay to be feeling them right now. One thing I would love you to question within yourself is why are you so scared of being alone? You said that being single, you found that daunting and difficult. And part of the reason you don't want to rock the boat is that you're scared of being single again. Now I'm going to tell you to rock the boat in a minute. I'm also not concerned you're going to be single again. It sounds like you found a partner who you have good communication with and you've spent a few months sort of really focusing on your primary relationship together. But what scares you about being alone? What in you maybe doesn't feel enough or doesn't feel safe? Or are you not feeling confident in who you are or how you can be in the world? There is absolutely no problems in craving a relationship or wanting a partner. Fuck, we live in a world that isn't really designed for single people at all. But the fact that it was daunting and difficult, I wonder if you have something to explore there. As I said, some people work better in couples. You seem to be that way. But just explore what that fear is. What was so daunting and difficult? Now, on to the positives. Yes, I think you need to talk to your partner. And I don't think this is going to be as scary as you fear. I absolutely love that you have taken time together to be a monogamous couple. That warm, safe bubble sounds delightful. It sounds so lovely. Creating strong foundations can only make this next step safer and more emotionally sound. This is a good thing. One of the great things about non-monogamy, however you look at it, is everyone looks at it differently. So you and your partner said three months in, you're going to become polyamorous again. What does that mean to you? What does opening up now mean? And why do you have to go from zero to a hundred if that's a little scary for you? Share this with your partner. Be vulnerable. You can have an end goal of what being poly means to you both, 
but you can take that as slowly as you like. I'm sure she will still be super excited about this, even if you're going to do it in stages. Perhaps you choose to play with and date just one person together. If you do it together to start with, you can get used to seeing her with another partner, both in a sexual way and in day-to-day life. You can start reminding yourself why this woman is great. This woman is not your ex who cheated on you. This is somebody new. Maybe you can say you date other people. You both go off on separate dates, but you can't settle down and have another full-term partner yet. Take it slow and steady. There is absolutely no rush. Many people in consensually non-monogamous relationships also go through phases where they shut down their relationship and focus together on their primary partners and then other times they feel ready to open up. Boundaries or rules or however you choose to phrase it should never stay stagnant in a relationship like this. We're always learning and growing and so you should be checking in with your partner. Perhaps something that now is quite scary and overwhelming to you, in six or eight months time, you'll be like, yeah, that's totally fine. That's not a problem for me. As things in our lives change, such as stresses at work, maybe there are parents or kids who are needing care, hormone changes, sleep changes, maybe, as I said in the introduction, tis the season for eating too much and drinking too much and rich foods and alcohol can change our drive, but also how we connect with our partners. Check in. It's one of the joys of being in a consensually non-monogamous relationship. Communication lines should always be open. And it's okay to have your hard and fast rules. And it's okay to say, currently right now, I'm scared of this. I'm worried about my jealousy. I'm worried how this will be. One thing that made me feel very positive that this is all going to be okay is you said you loved seeing her excitement. You love seeing how excited she is for this next step. Ask her what is making her so excited. Maybe she can bring you along for that ride. One of the things that you will know, but maybe many listeners won't know, is the word compersion. Compersion is a word that is used in the poly community to describe that feeling. It's almost the opposite of jealousy. It is the joy you get from seeing your partner happy in their state, whatever the state is, whether you're seeing them happy just out on a date with someone or how they come home from a date, or they've been sleeping with someone else and they want to tell you about this amazing orgasm or play session that they had. Compersion is a real thing thing and you loving seeing her excited right now is tapping into that compulsive part of your brain. You can be both jealous and you can experience compersion. These can happen at the same time. So my advice to you is to take it slowly. Tell her what you're scared of. I assume she knows that you've been cheated on. Don't keep bringing it up, but just say, look, this has thrown me. This has made me reassess where I'm at. And three months was maybe a bit soon for us to go all in. But maybe now after three months, we could try something, something small, a small step together and then see how that feels. And then maybe that small step will lead to you running down the same path together. Or maybe it will be another small step until you can get to a place where you're excited to be doing this, that fear has gone and you two get to live out your poly dreams. And I'm really excited for you. So please don't be scared and please talk to your girlfriend. Hey Jax, 
I've stalked my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend on social media ever since I found out about her. She is the complete opposite of me in looks and personality, and I have always felt incredibly intimidated by her, despite the fact that we have never met. But it's coming towards Christmas, and I am going to visit my boyfriend in his hometown. There is a high likelihood I will meet her, and I am absolutely dreading it. I'm not actually focusing on anything else. I'm even thinking of bailing on my boyfriend over the holidays because I am sure he is going to see us and realize he's made a mistake when he sees us in the same room. Would this be a bad idea? How can I get past this? Hey, yep, that was me reading that question, which is kind of weird reading a Hey Jacks to myself, but this came through in my inbox early this week and because it's so close to the holidays, I didn't want to bug any of my friends by asking them to read it out for me. But it's a timely question. This listener is going home to her boyfriend's hometown for a bit over the holidays, so I wanted to answer it today. So that was me asking the question, and you just get all my voice this week. Stalking is never a good idea. Remember, social media is our highlight reel. It is the best of the best. Some of those photos are filtered. Nobody puts on there the week straight they spent crying or eating cookies all week or not going to the gym or not hiking up a mountain or not cheersing with their friends in a bar or whatever it is that she's got on her social media. We make ourselves look internet perfect. So do not look at her social media. In fact, I would suggest delete her social media, stop stalking her, stop stalking her. It is hard to tell everything about people from their socials. Perhaps you have more in common than you think. Perhaps there are some personality traits that she has that you have that is something that your boyfriend is really drawn to. But remember, comparing ourselves to others basically never works out. And it never ends with us feeling good about ourselves. When I read your question, I just wanted to come give you a big hug and tell you that you are fantastic. And also that your boyfriend is currently with you and there are reasons for that. And you and he know these reasons. I don't know how long they were together, but clearly it didn't work out because they're not together anymore. And he has asked you to go home with him. That shows he cares. That shows he wants to show you off to his family and probably to his friends if you think that you're going to run into her. Instantly in my head, my assumption was, oh, that's like a friend's night down the pub or something when everyone's home for Christmas. Go, enjoy it. Meet the people who are important to him. Let them meet you because you are important to him too. It's okay to be nervous, but I hate that this is consuming you. The word dreading it, oh, you just pulled up my heartstrings there. So talk to your boyfriend about this. Let him know that you're nervous. You don't need to bring up that you've been stalking his ex or even that it's about his ex. You can just say that you're nervous to go and meet people, that you're wondering how you slot into his life versus his life back home. Just mention how it's a little overwhelming for you, but that you want to do it for him. It would be a very bad idea not to go. So the word intimidated made me wonder what is so great about this woman. I'm sure she's lovely. And it sort of took me down the emotions of, is this jealousy? Is this envy? And being jealous or being envious isn't a bad emotion, but how it is affecting you is worrying me. Don't judge yourself against her. Don't get caught in that envy. Try and demystify this intimidation. Neutralize it. If you haven't asked already, ask your boyfriend why they broke up and listen to his answer. 
And here's the real nugget. Believe his answer. Things are not always as perfect as they seem. And again, he has chosen you. We can also flip this. You say she intimidates you. Perhaps you intimidate her. You're the new girlfriend. You're the one he wants to be with. Sometimes when I'm nervous or intimidated in a situation, I really live by the fake it till you make it mantra. And here are a couple of ways that you can do this. I would like you to write down three things about yourself that you love. Write down three things that you have accomplished this year and write down three things that you love about your relationship with your partner. When you get worried about her, remind yourself of these things. I would pop them in the notes app on your phone, or if you're like me and you're old school, you like to handwrite things, handwrite them and then take a picture. You'll have a snapshot of your awesomeness, a snapshot of what makes you great. And I can guarantee you have these three things. We always look at ourselves in a negative light. And when we're feeling down or nervous or intimidated, it's hard to find why we're awesome. But we all have a little bit of that inside us. I can tell you for one that you are courageous because you have sent an email to a sex podcaster that you do not know and have asked for some advice on this. This means that you have courage and the will to want to move forward and to change your current situation. This is good. And when I say things you've accomplished this year, you don't need to think of Nobel Prizes or publishing your memoirs. I don't know. Did you do a hike that you've always wanted to do? Did you cook a delicious meal? Did you laugh all night with your best friends and it gave you that joyous feeling of love and being loved? Did you finish reading a book that's been on your shelf for years? Did you get a promotion? Did you lift a new weight at the gym? Did you try something new that you haven't done before? Lean into these things. See what they are. See what makes you you and what you love about you. Own that. And if you can't fake that confidence, knowing you've got the notes with you, and if you're out and she's there and you're uncomfortable, pop to the washroom, give them a read, give yourself a pep talk. It's fine. But go. He's asked you to be there. He's picked you. Yes, it would be a bad idea to not go. She will not be as intimidating as you think she is when you meet her. You've got this. Happy holidays. And that's it for this week's show. Thank you so much to my listeners for recording the question and then for the listener who emailed the question in. Really grateful for that. Hopefully there was some useful nuggets in there for you that you can take away. If I have given you advice this year and you have listened and implemented it, I would love to hear from you. If something I suggested worked, I think the listeners would love to know how things are going. You can always submit that voice note on the website. You can just do it through the same submit a question tab. Or if I've given advice and you don't agree with it, or you think I missed a huge bit out, send it in. I will always play that on the pod too. And send me your questions. I love your questions. Okay, that's it for the week. Follow me on Instagram at Thorny Issues. Head to the website thornyissues.ca to get in contact in any way you like, or you can email me jacks at thornyissues.ca and look after yourselves. Have fun, be kind, stay curious, and remember, sometimes it's nice to be naughty. 
Happy holidays, my friends. Bye.